You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion, John Kearns. What's up, everybody? Uh, last Sunday, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling had a joint show called Forbidden Door, and uh, it's safe to say that those uh, hinges are knocked off now. Um, so we watched Dynamite and Rampage, and there's some things we want to talk about, and we want you to hear them. Um, so first off last week, we did a show that was previews and predictions for forbidden door. John, what did you think about the show about forbidden door? Yeah, I think it was possibly, mm, I actually don't know if I want to say that I wanted to say it was the best wrestling show I've seen this year so far, which might be true. I'd have to think like really hard about it, but it was definitely the most hype I've been for a show so far this year. Yeah. Um, to compare it to other joint shows of the past and other promotions like the war of the worlds with ring of honor all in and, uh, like the WCW one from the nineties with new Japan. This one was better than all of them. Uh, all in was special, but <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, they they didn't manage their time well and we got screwed on some of the matches. But this show that show rolled. Um yeah. I think the best matches were in the middle of the show. Osprey and Orange Cassidy put on a fantastic fucking show. And uh the appearance of Claudio Castellini Castagnoli and the Blackpool Combat Club having a technical clinic with Zack Sabre Jr. I was hype about Shibata returning and honestly none of the matches disappointed. No, I I would definitely say that it was the first show in a long time that Every match felt like it was exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so coming out of Forbidden Door, there was kind of a reset because uh, John Moxley is the interim AEW champion, and he's going to be defending it. So right, Punk right. will be fighting whoever is holding the title. And we found out that there would be a Royal Rampage Battle Royal on rampage this week and we'll get to that uh ftr uh is are holding all of the major wrestling tag team titles except one Mm -hmm. um thunder rosa is still the champion but uh it seems like the title picture is still uh we still have Similar people hanging around. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, Christian Cage turned on Jungle Boy. Yeah. And he's been making some scathing promos. And Luchasaurus last week 
came out on behalf of Jungle Boy, but Christian Cage kind of got into his head. And this week on Dynamite, we thought Christian was going to wrestle, but he didn't. Yeah. Luchasaurus came out. Yes. What did you think, John? I was so happy to see, because what happened was he comes out, um, first of all, his entrance was very Kane-like. Agreed. Fire and all that. Agreed. Which was cool. Um, I'm I'm happy calling him new Kane, given how old Kane has been recently. Um, <laughs> he comes out, he's in all black. He's got a new, like, black dinosaur mask, black tights, and he just decimated Serpentigo. See, like, it, just I got Kane vibes, and I it, it was also kind of a callback to his Lucha Underground. Uh, uh, yeah, he's era. returned to that monstrous heel persona. Yeah, and I've all, John and I, yeah, I was have just had gonna say, many conversations about Jurassic, Jurassic Express, and I said, I've always said, you know, and they, at they want to push Jungle Boy as no. a singles competitor. They're going to have to switch up Luchasaurus. Yeah. And I always thought about taking off the mask and because I know what I was the guy looks mention. like. And he looks, he's a good looking yeah. guy. But, what I was going to mention think was, about this. Right. What I was going to mention was at times, not necessarily on camera, but those conversations would get heated. Very. <laughs> because, because I love the dinosaur persona. Right. And I love the connection with the kids that it had. Well, has maybe had now because they're probably going to be terrified of them. But, uh, but that might even make it better. Yeah. And I didn't even, but I didn't, my mind, I didn't even think, oh, you didn't just think make about, him an evil dinosaur. Yeah. Because in your mind, that could come off really corny and cartoony. Right. But, but it I totally mean- didn't. No, it didn't. Because I presentation thought, was correct. I even thought that at times that if you just made him heal, it would be stupid. Right. But it so wasn't. The presentation was correct. I feel they gave us a compromise where Jungle Boy will absolutely skyrocket as a single star, but Luchasaurus for me also got to keep the dinosaur gimmick. <laughs> right. And Luchasaurus, the guy's a really good wrestler, so he he's a solid mid Carter. Oh, that's hell yeah. Um, and. The last thing I want to talk about this, his finishing move, which was Jungle Boy's move, but with a nerve yeah. lock. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So and, Jungle uh, Boy has two mountains to climb before yeah. he gets out of uh gets out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how that happens because if if he beats cage and luchasaurus does luchasaurus go back to being a face does he tag along with jungle boy or because honestly like i like this i like what's happening yeah i i said on twitter that i'm hoping i hope where this is going is that him and christian have sort of a Armando Estrada and Umaga thing going on. Yeah. Where Christian's the only one who can control him. Right. Like, I want that to be that. And the way Christian was dressed and the way that he speaks and the way he, like, uh, called out Luchasaurus, I think, means that that's what we're going to get. 
Yeah. Now let me talk about something I don't like, John. Oh, what don't you like? Uh, Dynamite opened with Orange Cassidy against Ethan Page. Yes. I've said this before on this show about both of these, these two things about both of these guys. The way that Orange Cassidy is presented on the last show, I said this. The way Orange Cassidy is presented by AEW, I couldn't take him seriously beating Osprey. Now, we've seen Orange Cassidy put on great matches against Pac, against Pac and Omega, Jericho. against Jericho, Osprey, no. against Osprey. There needs to be, if you are going to capitalize on his popularity, and you need to present him more like this every time. Yeah. On the flip side, I've said that Ethan Page doesn't need to be part of a stable. Nope. Ethan Page could lead his own stable. He is a great wrestler. He is a great mic worker. He has the charisma. You make Orange Cassidy lose the big matches, and then whenever he wrestles Ray regular matches on tv he beats the guy i expected ethan page to lose but the fact that i expected ethan page to lose up lose upsets me because ethan page what are you doing with him tony what are you doing with ethan page i agree why is he scorpio sky's second that's a that's a great question, yeah. and, and if you want me to answer it honestly, I will. Tony came came yes. under fire. Tony came under yeah. fire after the big swole thing, and what happened, John? Rampage became a show filled with African Americans, and that's fantastic. I'm happy for that. But if that on, wouldn't have happened, be on Dynamite, would. Would have Scorpio Sky been that guy, been the TNT champion? I think eventually he would have, but not as fast. Right. So, and it's not a bad thing at all. It's not that it's a bad thing. It's the TNT title itself might be becoming the bad thing. Unless they put Scorpio in a feud that's not against Sammy Guevara. <laughs> well, speaking of Sammy, he's back where he needs to be. That's true. But we'll get there. Uh, but the the thing is, like, the fact that Orange Cassidy has a pay-per-view match against someone, and I know he's going to lose. But if he's on regular TV, I know he's going to win. Yeah. But then you throw a guy like Ethan Page in there, who is a perennial loser now. And I read reports that, you know, MJF is not the only person on the AEW roster that WWE is interested in. They're interested in oh, Ethan I'm Page. Sure interested in and Ethan Tony Page can be a star. He is. He looks good. He wrestles. He was a he star can talk. in Impact. Yeah, but I mean, even then. That's, like, that's he, what I'm saying. He he has. He had more potential than Impact even used. Yeah. And right now, I feel like AEW is doing him a disservice. And Orange Cassidy, to be honest. And I, I, I was... I watched the match, and I was just like, I know what's going to happen here, so, like, let me pull out my phone and distract myself. Right. <sighs> so, I, I I, wish, and I know you don't like Dan Lambert, 
and you'd rather him not be there. I don't care. I don't care about Dan Lambert. I'd I think, rather be dead than fucking Dan Lambert. I think he does a fine job as as what he does. But the fact remains that Ethan Page doesn't need Ethan him. Page and Scorpio Sky are not the people that need to be with him. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, I think that's where my problem begins with it. <laughs> right, right. Because Scorpio Sky was already he's someone. From, I mean, he was what? already someone. He was part of the first tag team champions. Part of the tag teams. SCU is one is still one of the most over things they've ever had. He had a great match against Cody. I mean, like he. he it's just all, and I think Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky as a face tag team would be so much better than what they're doing now. Yeah, or just don't be together. None of it. That whole situation annoys me. Like, when do they even wrestle tag team matches? And I, they just, I couldn't I don't tell you. Think they have? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um. Yeah, the last time Ethan Page mattered was whenever he debuted and his feud with Darby. Yeah. Everything else has just been like, you're going to set this up for someone else. And you're, you know, and it's annoying. It's annoying to me. Um, so Dynamite concluded with the blood and guts match between the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club. And Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful. And I watched this as it aired. John watched it an hour later because he had to get off work. And I messaged you in the middle of it. And I said, John, you are going to be extremely happy. Yeah. And what do you got to say? You know who wasn't extremely happy? Yeah. Masada. Oh. Did you hear about that? No. No, Masada is like legit pissed that Mox used the skewers, and he's talking about how like that's my gimme blah 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 blah. And I got on and said, "Yeah, have you ever once shit on Atticus? Ever?" Well, I think Atticus beat him so he could use it. Well, but still, everybody uses skewers. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Are you on AEW? Right. Are you the champion of a major promotion? Get the fuck out of here. He's the champion. Does he he even wrestle? He's the champion of one major promotion and the interim champion of the other major promotion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Two world titles. And Masara's like, but those are mine. So my buddy was in a tournament for Dynamite and Rampage. He said this match rolled. He made this on Donnie. Ah, okay, cool. I didn't yeah. know. You didn't tell me. Because it was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said this was fantastic live, and they missed, like, they didn't put everything on the show, like, on, on oh, TV. Oh, I'm sure they couldn't. Right. There's so uh, much happening. And I asked him, is Santana legit hurt? Because at the end, I think when is. they were all standing together, Santana was did not climb. No, I don't. And that really... He blew his knee out. That's upsetting. Sure. Because Santana has been you know, wrestling singles matches on the indies and stuff like that. And he has, he has great potential, but, uh, this match fucking ruled. Yeah. What did you think about the finish? Um, well, 
first off, I like the idea of sending in Claudio first for Blackpool Combat Club because out of all of the men on that team, he's probably the best condition. Uh, Most endurance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I was watching it, I really liked his interactions with Sammy and his interactions with Jake and with Daniel Garcia. And I heard that Daniel Garcia is going to have a pure pure match with mm -hmm. uh, Yuta, which is awesome because last year they wrestled for the IWTV yeah, Tony nice titles is, uh, for an hour. Yeah, t uh, t Tony Nice is in line for a pure title shot too. Yeah, and I really like... I really liked um, Daddy Magic being a real force to be reckoned with in the match. Yeah. Uh, Total surprise. Loved when Claudio and Eddie were pulling apart the ring to expose the, the boards. Um, there were some like, little spots in this match, but there I was really, also like really good wrestling as well. There was good funny shit too. But I loved Eddie Kingston's entrance into the cage with the, like, casual sticks. <laughs> and then just went to Jericho, just pop, 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 pop. And then the rubbing alcohol spot. Mm. Uh, but speaking of the finish. Yeah, the Claudio and Eddie thing. Where's it going? I don't care where it goes. I don't want I'm it in. to go anywhere. Really? I, I, I honestly, before the match, when they were getting ready, Kingston fist pumped, fist bumped, uh, Claude. Yeah. And like they were on good terms. And then after the end happened, which Claudio tapped out Daddy Magic. I think so. In a sharpshooter on top of the cage while Jericho was in the stretch plume by Eddie. And Eddie was upset that he didn't get Jericho to tap, uh, you know, all the pride bullshit. And afterwards, before Moxley even got up there, Claudio and Eddie seemed fine. Yeah. And commentary just kept saying that they had issues with each other. And I'm like, are these, is Excalibur and Tony and JR watching what I'm watching? Because right. it doesn't look like they have problems. And then they all raised hands and everything. I thought it was great. I mean, at the end of Forbidden Door, not well, not not at the end. At the end of the match at Forbidden Door, um, Eddie was talking to Mox and was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then looked at Claudio and said, "Fuck you," and walked off. But now here they're fist bumping and hugging. Right? Don't you think something should happen on TV? Well, Claudio kept going over to him and yeah. saying if he was fine, and Eddie was like, "Yeah," but it just. That whole that whole thing is weird to me. I wish that they would actually have a few. I want that to happen. It doesn't have to be now. It could be next year. But like let's say Claudio gets some wins under his belt. Is Eddie Kingston the guy Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got an idea. Is Eddie Kingston the guy that buries hatchets quietly? No. Exactly. Here's the thing. <laughs> Everything seems hunky-dory, mm -hmm. right? Claudio gets some big wins under his belt, starts gaining momentum. Maybe he goes after the All-Atlantic. Maybe he goes after TNT. Maybe maybe he and uh, he and Yuta 
go after the tag belts. I could see that. And just whenever they're about to like do something like that, Eddie comes out on the mic and goes, no, 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 no. You know, you stole my fucking thunder, blah, 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 blah. And then like, if it's the tag team scenario and Santana's out, it's Eddie and Ortiz. Yeah. Or if it's a singles thing, it's Eddie and Claude EO. Maybe something like you. (laughs) Maybe something like that. But I really like that. Speaking of Claudio, I love his presentation. I love his gear. Like his gear. That theme is is cool too. Yeah. His gear is perfect for him. Yeah. No long tights, no short guys, just, just like long, short tights. And it works. And, and like, Everybody is so excited. The theme song is cool. The thing that AEW has to do is try to keep cap. Sometimes AEW does not capitalize on the excitement and momentum of someone coming in. They don't strike when they are talk. Like Keith Lee and Mm -hmm. Swerve. Mm -hmm. Keith Lee and Swerve especially Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee came to a massive applause. Yeah. A hero's welcome. Exactly. And now he's been in a month, two month, three month feud with Hobbs and Starks that literally has not gone anywhere. And where and now like, there's like and a where life between him and Swerve, which no one under real or, or isn't there. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I said. I don't understand. But they did put them in separate rings at the Royal Rampage. Yeah. When the other tag teams were in the same ring. And I think they had an interaction where they looked at each other yeah. and Swerve was like, so like but you know. But still, like move it along. <laughs> move it along. Like don't abandon it, but pick up the pace. Right. <laughs> you got And that's the thing, right? Like a lot of people say, like, you know, the roster's too big. And you know, that might be that might it might be true but the problem is and i and i know this because i've watched it recently yeah aw dark and elevation need to be more than what they are yeah okay so yuda's was wrestling nice and defending his pure championship okay tell me is that what, happened already yeah tell me what else on that show wasn't a two-minute squash match. Yeah. You could be using these shows for your lower mid-quarters and your mid-quarters and have Rampage be something. And But you got, like, as much as I love to see the graphics that somebody we love on the indies is getting a shot on AEW's YouTube channel. You know that it's going to be two to five minutes long. Right. that they're gonna and lose exactly yeah so like although will Nightingale, however did recently pick up a big victory and you know why Under. i think willow nightingale is gonna be part of ring of honor she needs to be yeah she absolutely needs to be i'm very excited about the prospect of ring of honor being like sort of like an nxt type thing for aew yeah um Ring of Honor. Or like NXT used Ring of Honor's next show is going to be July 23rd. Yes. Which is pretty rad. Um, 
So yeah, Blood and Guts was a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. Um, better than the first one. A lot of people are saying so. I think they were sort of equal. I just think this one was presented better. Well, didn't the and first one have crowd. the first one was the pinnacle against the first one had that thing with the crash pad that everybody freaked out about. Yeah, against, against, fucking against the inner, yeah. inner circle. Yeah. Yeah, but see, they did it better this time because they set up, like, a huge table. Yeah, and Roman Reigns also did a crash pad spot a couple months ago, and nobody bitched about it, but whatever. Uh, I don't know. I I have no (laughs) idea about WWE. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, So, let's let's move on from that. Better? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Claudio brought... There was more... Claudio brought something to it. Moxley brought something to it. Eddie and Jericho's thing... And we got to see Yuda and Garcia and Sammy and... I think Jericho and Sammy and Jake mesh better with 2.0 than they did with um, Santana and Ortiz. Mm-hmm. And I think these two teams meshed better than the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle did. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so, Rampage. We got to see... The ROH champion, Jonathan Gresham, yeah. say that next week he and Lee Moriarty are going to be taking on the ta- the Gates of Agony. Yeah. Uh, the Mo- Tower of Agony. I don't know. Tully Mo- Blanchard. Gates of Agony. Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Yeah. His two Moses? guys that aren't Brian Cage. Moses? No, no, no. no. Not, not Moses. Moses. It's Colin. Colin. And uh, Moses was the other guy. Chantel. Yeah, uh, I forget the guy's I don't know name. The, I don't know the other I only name. heard it once during the Ring of Honor show. But All I know is that guy's huge as fuck. Beast. <laughs> uh, and during the promo, Jonathan Gresham was like, everybody's talking about who's the greatest technical wrestler. And, you know, flashes of Claudio and Claudio Brian, Brian. And he was like, I'm, I'm going to show everybody in this match that I am the best technical wrestler. And everybody who knows, knows. I really want this to lead to him versus Danson and him versus Claudio at some point. Yeah. Uh, with the with the addition of Claudio, there's a lot of things that can happen. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. It's one of our catchphrases. And I like it. I like it. I like <laughs> the moving parts. Keep it moving. I love it. What you just did. Speed it, speed yeah. it up. Speed up the pace. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Right. Uh, so that's something to look forward to next week. Um so as we were talking about the uh, the women's title, okay, Tony Storm got that got that title shot because she's won most of her matches and because she helped out Thunder Rosa against yeah. a beatdown from Nyla and Marina. We had a really good match between Tony Storm and Nyla Rose on Rampage. Yeah, and Marina and Nyla tried to do the same thing to Tony. Thunder Rosa comes out and makes a save for Tony. Next week, we are on Rampage uh, or Dynamite. We are going to have a tag team match between them. So, and we know Thunder is going away soon. Uh, I guess she's going to take the title with her. So, kind of wish they would have put it on Tony. So, are they going to. <laughs> Are they going to incorporate somebody else to help Tony out, or are they going to squash the shit out of Marina and Nyla? And the the entire focus is going to shift 
to the TBS championship for a while. I would not give a shit at all if they squashed Nyla and Marina. It would make me sad that Nyla would be involved, but I don't care if they squashed Marina in any way. Why? I don't care about her at all. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Aside from a match with Jade Cargill, I haven't seen any. Yeah. And if you've seen that match, you've seen all of them. Then she's fine. I mean, she's fine, but like, why do I care? So much like her husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but that's just me. I'm not going to speak for everybody else. Women's world, women's situation in AEW, I have a feeling still you know, at pretty least lacking. In, in, in July through August, Jade and the TBS title in Athena. Chris Statlander, that's going to be your main marquee thing. And that's fine. Rose is, Rose is going to be going. And who knows? Uh, I I don't know. I wanted... Now, this goes back I to really another thing. I really to put the title on Tony. So did I. Yeah. And not because I don't like Thunder Rosa, but yeah. just because it makes sense for... But then again, in the, in the media scrum, Rosa says she's going to be a traveling champion. And she wants well, women from all promotions to come If she's going to defend it while she's going, that's fine. Yeah. But. Well, that that's another. Here, here. Perfect segue, John. Yep. Perfect segue. We, if these AEW title matches are going to happen, we need a way to watch them. So, these partnerships. We see the partnership with New Japan. And everything that happens with New Japan and AEW, it goes on to New Japan World. If we're going to see, if Thunder Rose is going to defend that title in Tokyo Joshi Pro, AEW doesn't have a place to put that except maybe YouTube, but that's, that's not, that's free. That's free and everybody complains about it. So, and now we have the first defense of the All-Atlantic title, the Bastard Pack, is going to Rev Pro and yeah, which, wrestle Shooter. Which is what they should do with that belt. Yeah, it's great. That should, but, if nothing else, that one title should be the traveling title. Yeah, but this goes back to the main point How here. How fuck do you watch Rev Pro? <laughs> I signed up to their pivot share, but they don't upload the stuff yeah. right away. You have to wait like two weeks. Everybody who's at, who's in the AEW is going to want to see this match. Like, because, and New like Japan. now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it will be on New Japan World. I don't Maybe. know. I really don't know. But that's but but AEW needs to figure out. I do. I could see that happening because Osprey's the Rev Pro champ. So now more than ever, now more than AEW ever, they needs need to put, a streaming service. Yes. Or on HBO Max or whatever. Yeah, you know, get get the ROH stuff up there, get the AEW stuff up there. Uh, tell New Japan, hey, give us some stuff. Rev Pro, give us some. I don't know. And tell Bleacher Report to hit the fucking bricks, please, please. Wow. Forbidden Door worked fine for me, but I'm not going to be like, oh, it worked for me. Why didn't it work for you? Because everybody was in the same position that I was for the last pay per view where 
it's fucking telling me or it's telling them, oh, purchase the event when they already bought it weeks ago. That happened again. That happened to a lot of people. Yeah. Ridiculous. Now, two major. I feel blessed that it didn't happen to me this time. Two major titles are going to be defended on Dynamite. First, the TNT title. Scorpio Sky going up against Wardlow. They They had a promo in the back. Uh, where they weren't allowed to fight each other. Wardlow talked some major shit. Said he, bring out all of American talk team and I'll treat them like all the security guards. Yep. So Scorpio Sky said, you want to talk like that and I can't fight you right now? Then let's make it a street fight. Welcome to Wardlow's world. Now this, do you <laughs> think that this stipulation helps Scorpio Sky? Or do you think it helps Wardlow? I think it should help Scorpio Sky. It should. But I don't know that it will. Right. Because it's a street fight, so Ethan Page and America Top Team should help Scorpio. Now, we've said this about Braun Strowman a bunch of times, and there's other people we could talk about, maybe even ride back. We just talked about it a little bit ago. No, fuck right. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about oh, yeah. it with Keith Lee. Strike while the iron's hot. Wardlow is huge right now. Get him that title. And here's how the street fight could turn away from Scorpio. We saw the last time American Top Team got in there with Wardlow. Wardlow got on the mic, talked to them, and they, they were cool with him. So maybe Dan Lambert and... Scorpio Sky don't really know. So he just so he so he just has to hope that they're also from Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) But Wardlow has to win that title. Yeah. Um. So Rampage opened up with the Royal Rampage. Super cool. Super. My picks for this were all oddballs. Yeah, I wanted Roosh who was making his, his in-ring debut, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Konosuke Takashida. Takashida. Or Brody King. And the reason I picked these guys is because they all can lose to Moxley and be fine. Right. Because uh, you know Moxley's not going to lose the first, the first defense. That's no. ridiculous. And the match was, was fun, but the ending was awesome yeah you had the it's not every day that you see a unique ending in a battle royal darby yeah. allen well talk, talk talk about how they had it split because that's unique to you talk you okay you were the one talking that's what yeah yeah but i'll get to what i was saying so there. they had both rings because it was still from the uh blood and guts uh, taping. Right. So it was 20 guys split 10 to 10 in each ring. Yeah. Blue and red. Red ring and blue ring. So they went until there was one guy left in the red ring, one guy left in the blue ring, and then those two got into one ring and did the over-the-top match. Mm-hmm. Which led to this awesome finish but I think it would have been cooler if they did an impact style where when it got down to one person each ring, it was a right and pinball match. I would have said that, 
before I saw before the I saw finish. the finish. Exactly. Yeah. Now we had Brody and Darby as the last guys participating. And what can you say about Darby? Okay. Darby what can you say is, a fan, been is a fan favorite. He's always in big matches. He's always put on the pay-per-views, but he's never been given. I mean, he had the TNT title, but do we remember it that much? Yeah, but uh, but also not that he necessarily needs that. Right, right. But at the same time, he's I, also, want Dar- I, I want a crowning achievement for Darby at some point. But I'm yeah. happy that this wasn't it. Yeah. Because you know whoever won this match is going to lose the Marcy. Right. Now, the finish that we keep talking about, both men were on the apron. Darby went to do a coffin drop to push Brody out. Brody caught him in the sleeper, hung him over the apron, and just dropped him. <laughs> and it was so badass. So we're going to get it was Moxley. Disrespectful. <laughs> we're going to get Moxley against uh, the thug, uh, I would say, of the House of Black. You're because of the ski mask. Yeah, but yeah. And the, and the, the lock chain. It's going to lead to a feud between the Blackpool Combat Club and House of Black, and I'm all about it. Yeah. Have you Had you not thought about that until now? No. <laughs> I just thought it would be a nice thing to get under Brody's belt. What if they come together and form the House of Blackpool Combat Club? No. <laughs> no, I don't want that. I don't want it either. But it was I'm glad to not I, say. that makes perfect <laughs> sense because it looks like the... The Death, tri- Death Triangle, at least the Lucha Brothers, are moving on into a feud with fellow uh, South of the Border wrestlers Andrade and Roosh, who are should be great, who are officially in AEW with Faction Garbanova. They said it on Rampage. I they it. have they have shirts. Yeah, I yeah. saw them. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think Forbidden Door rolled. I think. The aftermath, the week that came after, uh, set up a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I'm really decent matches and storylines put together. Um, I'm really impressed at how well the fallout for Forbidden Door was was done. Yeah, this week. Yeah. So, uh, with that, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, night, you have a great one. Peace and love to all of you. Bang.